Get in touch with the truth, the light, and the life. 6.57 a.m. It is 6.57 a.m. And you're hanging out on the coolest show on the block. This is I Am Live, where we have discussions on how to navigate the modern world um, and how to understand what it means to be a millennial and a Gen Z. Um, It is a show about young people and a show about youth. And it is Youth Month. Um, And right now we are, or tonight, we're focusing on mental well-being and talking about the biggest struggles for youth uh, or the biggest struggles for today's youth are internal depression anxiety and suicide and this is a very very big concern because we we see it impacting not only countries abroad but also our very own country affecting our own children and the the thing about depression anxiety and suicide is that when your child goes outside and breaks their foot or, um, you know, gets a cut on their skin or gets a cold um, or even falls pregnant. You, you can actually see those things and you can deal with it actively as a family. But the problem with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts um, and your child being burdened by emotional trauma is the fact that these are things you will never be aware of. Often, often you find that parents, especially parents, only become aware of uh, these burdens if they exist within their children when it's too late. Because it's not something you can give a child a pill for and then they're fine. It's not something that you can have a quick talk and say, everything is fine, the world is not exploding, relax. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Um, sometimes it really, it's a journey coming back to a stage of recovery. One thing that I know I'm personally not a fan of um, is, is the fact that when people begin to identify and, as, as people who are depressed, and what I mean is people who think of depression as something that is their portion, you know? Um, and that's a very, very important distinction to make. Um, the fact that it is depression is not necessarily your portion as an individual um, because you whenever you feel yourself being anxious and you feel yourself being uh, regularly um, you know depressed or feeling alone or suicidal when you begin to identify and make those emotions part of your identity you then end up just making it a thing. I mean, I, I know I, um, I'll talk about her a bit more later. I know I've mentioned her before. There's a friend who I don't really connect with much, particularly because she loves identifying with anxiety and mental illness to the point that she'll just get excited. And I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. She'll get excited when she gets a, a, a diagnose, a negative diagnosis. So if her, her therapist says that, I think you have bipolar, she actually gets excited and starts telling everyone and ordering medication. And I'm like, why? You know, but anyways, uh, we are primarily talking about how these internal issues are affecting young people today. It is important for us to be aware that depression, anxiety, and suicide has never been at the point at which it is today. It is incredibly, incredibly impacting our young kids today. Um, And Charles, I don't know, in your experience of doing especially council work um, and interacting with young people at uh, church as a youth leader, um, and also with young couples as well. How have you seen the impact of uh, depression, anxiety, um, as well as um, suicidal thoughts 
in 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 your circles um currently with the counseling that i'm doing for i am on on the whatsapp line i mm. literally have um in the last where are we now in the last six months i had one person asking me for advice with her boyfriend if i remember correctly and the rest is all depression suicide and uh, anxiety mm. that is literally all of it so you know the stats as well as i do but uh let's have a look six months we're sitting with what between 60 to 80 people that i've counseled um all under the age of 25 probably mm-hmm. and that's just this year in the whatsapp line that's not even the amount of people at church that's not <laughs> um, imagine so i i just i've I, I just realized that we're currently sitting with a massive increase in the amount of teenage suicides uh massive increase in the um teenage depression um and i i wish i knew the cause for that uh i think i blame a lot of things but to be totally honest with you i do not know what is the cause mm. in all of this Mm-mm. but otherwise you've definitely seen that it is something that is present it's it's more present than what we would like to admit yeah uh, i was actually speaking to another guy this this afternoon he started doing youth work he's an older gentleman but he started doing youth work like two three months ago yeah and on his first night when they had a group discussion they mentioned that they were considering committing suicide a lot Imagine. of the guys in the group. and he said to me he was shocked he never knew that that was he never knew that they would openly admit it to him who's actually considered a stranger mm, but they're speaking mm. open to it in a group and the and as one guy mentioned it the rest is like yeah 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 we all feel it like, wow what? imagine yeah now this is something that i think someone you may sit and think to yourself why um is it special that this current generation um you know is particularly f- f- um struggling with uh depression and anxiety now the 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 thing is in times past there were a lot of things that that don't exist and a lot of circumstances that were not present um that we now have present today and unfortunately i i feel like we always have to come back to this but it is very important um unfortunately the the existence of the internet and the fact that people have become so much less social it's it's so difficult for people to make friends these days and to connect with people and not to mention the fact that uh lockdown and covid has made it even worse it means that a lot of people mm. are dealing with depression a lot of people are dealing with suicidal thoughts and are having to uh, carry that burden and weight on their own but apart from that and 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 not even taking for granted the fact that um there are things beyond the internet that are affecting people uh for example you have uh childhood abuse trauma um or neglect uh you have uh social isolation which is just loneliness literally loneliness is something that can cause a lot of anxiety and the reason that the internet amplifies it so let me make an example someone who lived in before the era of the internet when they were lonely they were lonely within their own space like you're at home and you're not thinking of the fact that or you're not exposed to the fact that your friends are out there having fun so you're alone at home and that depresses you or that makes you catch uh negative emotions right mm-hmm. but in this world that we live in today whenever someone is lonely 
and then they log on to Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. They see all these people who look like they have life better than them. Uh, this is actually a study that was made by um, Ma- Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, Malcolm Gladwell. Um, and he was studying how people who graduate from mid-tier universities and comparing them to people who graduate in Ivy League universities. So your Harvard's, Yale's and uh, Cambridge universities. Stanford's. And, yeah. Stanford's, exactly. Those, the ones who, who, who um, pass... Uh, uh, well in the average universities outperform the ones who perform uh, well and mediocre in the Ivy League universities when they get into the real world. So this is how you need to think about this, right? The average graduate in the, no, in the, in the mid-tier university when compared to the average graduate in the top-tier university or the Ivy League university will perform the one in the in the mid-tier universities more of them will perform better in the working environment they'll be more um um competent they will produce more work they'll write more papers they'll be more active and you know why it is because of this idea of comparing yourself to others those who are in the ivy league universities compare themselves with the top one percent and that's the problem but those who are, they expect more of, you, you expect more of yourself when you're in the Ivy League universities. But when you are in the mid-tier or, or yeah, mid-tier university, you expect less of yourself. And I hope I'm, this is making sense, what I'm trying to explain. And this is actually a study that was done. And they found that those who are existing in spaces that are top, competi- top competing uh, spaces, they tend to be less happy than the people who are in the mid-tier competitive spaces because they have less pressure on themselves. Therefore, they can do more. They can fail and feel good. But the point I'm trying to make is that human beings are are, are creatures that compare themselves to others. And we do that involuntarily. If you're you're sitting and thinking to yourself that I'm going to go onto Instagram and I'm not going to compare myself to the people I see on Instagram... If, if I can say it blatantly without lying to you is that you will absolutely compare yourself and you will do it involuntarily. What, what are your opinions on that, Charles? Have you, have you experienced it in yourself or in the people around you? You know, what I've, what I've realized is that when I was a teenager in the days before Instagram and Facebook, yeah. and I was lonely, I couldn't necessarily... Uh, understand the degree of my loneliness because I did not have something to compare it to. Yeah. Whereas, which hipsters, uh, millennials, teenagers, or other Gen Zs nowadays, they constantly have someone to compare it to, um, and and that I've realized is a is a massive, massive, massive thing. It's a big problem that they're struggling with, because within literally. I don't want. I want to say a minute on Instagram. How long does it take you? You've seen thirty, roughly thirty pictures of things that you don't have, people that you are not with, places mm. that you've not mm. seen, <laughs> exactly. probably, and that all adds to the fact that I'm not worth it. I'm not going somewhere. I'm not increasing. I'm not. Uh, you see, I've I've got no point in living this life. 
Um, mm. I'm not fulfilled in anything because I would be fulfilled. And then psychologists, have, you've probably heard of this thing, psychologists have diagnosed it with the Cinderella syndrome. Cinderella syndrome meaning like the fairy tale, if I'm there, I will be happy. If I have that, I will be happy. Sure. Um, and then we see these things and then we think if I go to Ibiza, like the people that's dancing in Ibiza, I will be happy. If I can have a certain amount of things in my life, I will be happy. And then we compare ourselves to, to all these people that tend to have these things and we think that they are happier. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, and it definitely is something that we, we, we do need to think about, right? Um, now, putting aside a bit uh, the conversation on how, uh, you know, social media and the internet affects uh, millennials today and Gen Zs, just putting it aside a bit and getting into some of the more raw things that even without the internet, depression would still exist. Um, because we have to be careful not to sound as though we're saying that the internet is the cause, is the root of all depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. It's not so. Um, unfortunately, suicidal thoughts can be caused by so many things, right? So, for example, um, experiencing discrimination and, and being stigmatized, uh, social disadvantage, poverty, being in debt, um, you know, losing someone, someone close to you dying and you not processing it well, severe or long-term stress. And I know those ones, I've experienced those ones personally, um, and I know what they can lead to. Uh, having a long-term physical health condition, unemployment mm. is one that affects a lot of South Africans. A lot of people, not even at this point, not even just South Africans, but People around the world are being uh, uh, um, um, impacted by unemployment because of the fact that we've had lockdown and a lot of companies have had to shut down. So it's not just millennials, it's not just Gen Zs, but of course millennials and Zoomers are feeling the impact because your parent losing a job affects your lifestyle and how you will end up living. Um, and moving on to um, also, you know, your parents divorcing can cause a lot of anxiety and depression and anger that you might not be aware of. Fa being bullied at school, uh, being abused by your parents, being abused by a guardian, being abused at school as well by teachers because that happens as well. I remember when I was young in, in, in primary, there's a teacher who literally used to stand and make the announcement that I will never amount to anything. Can you believe sure, it? Sure, sure. This is the person who's employed to actually equip me and turn me into something great. Um, he used to sit and actually tell me that I will never amount to anything. Um, I've had a lot of teachers, by the way, who have told me that I am going to be great in life. So don't feel any pity for me. I turned out great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a very, very confident person. Uh, but I do have my fair share of anxieties and days when I just emotionally feel down. Um, so uh, I definitely can empathize with someone who struggles with extreme anxiety and extreme depression um, as well. Um, and, and, and here's another thing, right? Um, if for, for, for us, our generation, um, and this is something that I don't want to sound as though I'm blaming any particular generation here. Uh, but the thing with baby boomers, you find with our parents, those who gave birth to millennials, um, and Charles mentioned before that baby boomers are called baby boomers because they repopulated the earth. They followed, <laughs> it, it was a scriptural practice. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> after 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 the Great War, right? The 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 war that impacted the entire world, and we were our populations were very low. We needed baby boomers to repopulate the earth. Now, the thing about baby boomers is that they lived through a time where the focus need were, were on very specific things. The world needed to be repopulated. Uh, markets needed to grow. We needed to grow the economy, and there were very specific jobs that the world was not as complex as it is today like you knew what the problems were the biggest problems of the time um you know um and then another thing that i noticed like for example i'm going to bring it closer to home like for me my mother was raised by parents who were not very compassionate not very emotional who didn't hug you and say i love you and and call you to have dinner around the table now obviously this will differ depending on what family you come from and what culture you're from but there are a lot of especially millennials who grow up in families where there's no emotional conne- connection now here's mm. the thing i'm not trying to blame our parents because another thing is i have uh colleagues that i work with and shall i feel like you can comment better on this i have colleagues that i work with who try to connect with their children but their children don't want them to right mm-hmm. like you get 12 year olds who think that it's just un- it's not cool to hang out with your mom and go to the mall with your mom and to go shopping with your mom um and i mm-hmm. feel i feel you can shed a bit more light on that shall uh i think Teenagers tend to go through this. Uh, let's let's call a spade a spade. A teenage time is a very difficult time in your life because you're neither uh, adult nor a child anymore. So you feel that you you are an adult, and thus you do not need to surround yourself with adults anymore. And that's why mm. you push your parents away. But unfortunately, the problem in, our, in South Africa, I see a lot, is that we are sitting with a massive amount of child-headed households. Um, meaning that people probably want, uh, let me put it this way, people that adults or parents that do not have children that want to be with them, I've only seen that in middle class and wealthier people. Yeah, I I know it sounds rude when I I say that, uh, but the lower income people that I've met with, they do not have parents to spend time with, Mm. unfortunately. Mm. What's our child-headed household age now? I think one in five households in South Africa is child-headed, something like that. Mm. Let's be honest. That is a ridiculous amount of child-headed households. Absolutely. How can you not be depressed if you need to... And I know it sounds vague when I say it, but how can you not be depressed when you're the one that's 13, 14 years old and you need to take care of your six-year-old, seven-year-old brother, make sure that he's got food, schooling, clothing, and everything? That's... We, we can't I can't fathom what it must feel like exactly so, yeah sure yeah you're, so you're, I, I think it's a wealthy problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it definitely is um I, and I, and you know what it's it's something that sometimes whenever a child is I, I was speaking to a colleague as well who was saying that when she was young and she told her mother that she would like her and her mom to go to counseling to work on their relationship she was saying that her mom felt as though she, the, her child was saying that, that she's not a good mom. Um, and, and that's the mm. thing, you know. It's very, very difficult for you as a parent. And I, I can understand it and I can relate to it. 
it's understandable that when you as a parent, when a child comes to you and says you're doing this wrong and you're not being a good enough parent for me, I, I pray to God that I'm able to listen to my kids when they say, Dad, um, you're not showing up when it comes to this and I need you here. Uh, because I think we need to start changing the language that we're hearing from our children. Instead of hearing them, in, hearing them saying that you're not a good parent, as though they are disrespecting you. There are times when all your child is trying to say, they might not have the words, all they're trying to say is that I need you um, and I really would like to connect better with you uh, because I barely know who you are. And, and actually there are kids who get raised in homes where they absolutely do not know who their parents are. They have to find out from their parents' friends that, oh, my dad likes Biltong? Really? <laughs> I didn't know. Otherwise, I would have gotten him built on for his birthday. Um, so it, it is vitally important for us as parents. You know, and I, I was thinking now as we were talking about the fact that teenagers are, it's a phase, you know. And being a teenager is a time at which you're, you're learning to, you're discovering what is cool and you think things that are cool are actually not. You think things are cool when they're actually not. I know I, I went through that phase. I went through a phase where I thought, you know, wearing your trousers below your, your waist is a cool thing. You know, and I realized that I look so much cooler with my trousers around my waist. <laughs> you know, there's so many things that I look back now and I think, how could you have been so lame and, and, and so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what word to use. If I don't want to use the word stupid. Uneducated. Uneducated, huh? <laughs> You know, I, I really don't understand how I could have been that way in my teenage years. I really thought I was such... Because I had friends who wore label, you know, Daniel Hatcher um, and uh, what? I don't even know the labels. <laughs> you know, they wore your Adidas and your Nikes and your... Um, I, I genuinely don't even know the labels. <laughs> so, yeah. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyways... Um, that in itself made me feel like less of a person. Whenever I wore something from Jet or Mr. Price, I felt like less less worthy and less present. Um, and it, I, I felt a, a sense of embarrassment to an extent. It didn't ruin my life at all. I enjoyed my childhood um, and I enjoyed my teenage years. Um, and, and I definitely, there's very few things I would change about it. But the one thing I wanted to mention is this. As a parent... If your child doesn't want to connect with you, it's important for you to remember that it's a phase. Because if you don't, you will think that that's the way your child is. And as a result, when they grow out of that teenage phase, you won't continue trying to connect with them. And it's important for you to keep trying and never giving up.